listening to the Retro Reprise podcast in association with NerdyLegion.com. Here's your host, Adam S.L. Welcome to Retro Reprise. I am Adam S.L. And, uh, well, Happy New Year, everybody. I uh, wanted to take a little bit of time and say... Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and uh, I think even Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, So it's been a while since I've recorded. If you're listening to this now and the recording sounds a little bit funky, that's because I'm not in my typical uh, studio area where I record, so things will sound a little different. Uh, I'm recording on my field recorder versus uh, actually being at the, uh, the computer doing my little home studio stuff. So you might hear a little bit of handling of the mic, and I apologize about that ahead of time. Uh, it's just been such a, a long time since I've been able to get in and do a recording uh, and and record the show like I normally do. Uh, and I felt kind of bad about that, and I wanted to get something out and at least talk to you guys for a little bit and play a little bit of catch-up. Uh, so that's kind of what uh, I'm doing today. I'm just sitting down and uh, using my field recorder versus sitting down at the computer and doing it. So uh, the, the recording quality on this is great, but because of the room that I'm in, uh, things will sound a little bit different. You'll have a little bit more reverb in the room, uh, things like that, because I'm just kind of uh, hanging out on a couch right now uh, recording. So what have uh, what's been going on? Why haven't I been doing podcasts like I you know uh, had started doing? Well, uh, frankly, the the movie thing has uh, taken on its own life, and I've been extremely busy with that, uh, and then along with real life things. So uh, what I find is that on pretty much on the weekends, I'm recording um, little bits of film. Um, what's what's really strange is that it's not. Um, it's not what I would call like main pieces, uh, like Dave's interview, or uh, eventually when I get to interview Michael, uh, those interview pieces. Those are sort of the bigger structure things that take a lot more planning. Uh, what I've been doing is is filming like little tiny bits to kind of uh, cohesively bring the story of the documentary together. And what I find is that I have only time to film just a little bit you know, something that's only going to be a few seconds on screen takes about four to six hours to film, and that ends up taking up most of my weekend, uh, uh, considering that I've got, like, other things to do. You know, I've got to clean house and do laundry and all of that good stuff. So uh, for the for the filming portion of it, I've been filming these little pieces uh, every weekend, and that's usually when I record this show. Uh, so that's what's been going on. I've been record, I've been filming little pieces and then um, uh, putting them together, throwing them in the editor. Now on top of that, uh, next week there is a toy show that Dave and I are going to be at. Um, thrown... Um, so, so I don't know if it's officially Retropalooza as a toy show, but Retropalooza, the video game... The retro gaming convention, I think it's, uh, you know, we have the DFW one. I think there's one in Houston. I don't know if they have one in another area. They're they're doing a toy, a toy show. I think this is the first year that they're doing this, um, and it's going to be in Arlington. Not in, Ar- in Arlington, Arlington, Texas. It's going to be in Arlington. Um, and I'll be filming there as well, so next weekend's going to be just completely blown out as far as uh, scheduling is concerned. Uh, but, yeah, it's been... 
an extremely busy past few months. Um, you know, personal life. With my job, I don't get the days off like everybody else does, so I, I don't get uh, I don't get like a week off from work or three days off of work or anything like that. I get I get like a day. So I got like Thanksgiving Day and I got Christmas Day off. I've been working ever since. And um, I did, again, in personal life kind of stuff, I did apply for a new job. Um, so I'm waiting to hear back on that. But it's just been, it's been a crazy whirlwind year these past few months. And I've just been so busy that I haven't had a chance to, to really concentrate on the podcast like I would uh, like to. So on top of that, I've been um, between the film. The film takes up a lot of time, uh, to be completely honest. There's a lot of stuff that I'm filming. Um, and uh, by the way, there's no script. Uh, I'm not going off any notes today. It's just uh, I'm sitting down with a mic and talking. It's more of a confessional at this point in time. Uh, it's really <laughs> there's no real game plan today. Uh, I did. I did want to sit down and record something. What's What's bad is that I did have before Christmas. I had a a pre Christmas show, kind of talking about you know uh, retro games and retro game collections for people who uh, you know already have a bunch of stuff. Uh, and I never had a chance to edit it and put it out. So uh, maybe uh, maybe later on, if I get an opportunity to do that, I might do that. But. Um, if you guys hear some creaking, I've got uh, there's uh, I've got upstairs neighbors that are walking around, so uh, yeah, it's just like I said, I'm a pretty pretty busy dude right now, uh, and so I do apologize for not having the podcast up and out like I you know had planned on doing initially. It's been uh, crazy crazy times, uh, and today uh, what do I need to do? I've got to go out and I'm getting a 50 millimeter lens for my camera, uh, for the shots that are going to be happening next week. So I've, I'm running out and getting that lens today. Uh, and I got to play with it and get used to it. <clears throat> it shouldn't be too bad. I, I, Dave has a very similar lens and I borrowed one from him for a little bit and played with it. And it was a fantastic lens. So yeah, even today I'm I'm pretty stacked as far as being busy with things, and um, I like it. I like being busy. I just um, want to make sure that I'm hitting all of my goals, and one of them is to consistently put out a podcast, and I just haven't been able to do that just with uh, all the movie stuff going on lately. So, personally, I want to apologize and, and really thank you guys. Anybody who listens and tunes into this, I, I do want to thank you for listening in. I do appreciate it. Um, moving on, I did finally get my copy of Metal Storm a few days ago, uh, and I haven't been able to play it, because the game room, my game room that I've been playing all my video games in, and all of that stuff, sort of the crux of the reason why I started doing the movie, um, the game room's torn apart. I have all my systems, uh, in storage right now. I've pulled everything apart, they're dusted, they're clean, I've got them put away in vacuum-sealed bags, and uh, I don't have any video game consoles or systems up right now. I'm working on, in between doing the movie, and part of the movie is me reconstructing the game room and making it uh, more accessible and uh, looking better and and giving myself more room and, uh, and things like that. Uh, so there's, 
again, on top of everything else, I am slowly working on rearranging my game room. And uh, so my my fresh copy of Metal Storm, which the uh, the box looks fantastic. Uh, they have some metal foiling on the left side of the box with Metal Storm printed on it. The, the colors are just fantastic. But I'm leaving that in the plastic wrap. And, um, you know, that'll be like the first celebratory game that I play is I'll, I'll you know, once I get the room reset up i'll i'll uh open that up and and play some metal storm because i love that game it's a freaking difficult game it's hard as hell but it's a fantastic game it looks great uh the music is awesome and the concept of switching gravity if you don't know about metal storm this was a game that came out for the nes oh late in the console's life cycle so there's not a whole lot of copies so to get an authentic american copy of metal storm is kind of expensive. I think the last time I checked, it was hanging out at the 120 to 150 range, uh, money-wise. And I I will never I can never bring myself to pay that kind of money for a video game. But uh, Retrobit did a reissue. Uh, this was sort of an odd reissue. So there was uh, Retrobit that was doing theirs, and then um, Limited Run Games also had a version that they were doing as well. Uh, so you could buy from Limited Run Games, you could buy from Retrobit, and then there was also a, a, a I believe, a special Castlevania, or not Castlevania, uh, uh, Castlevania Games. There's also uh, Castlevania Games, and I ordered mine from Castlevania. But depending on where you got your game from, you would have, uh, uh, you're, you're getting a different color cartridge. Uh, there's two different versions. There's a collector's edition that's out. And then there's a uh, uh, what they call a standard edition, which is what I ended up getting. Um, the collector's edition came with a statue. Uh, if it came with, I have some other collector's editions that Retrobit has released with uh, R-Type and Holy Diver. And uh, with those, uh, they came with like books and pens and stickers and all the stuff. I don't need all that extra stuff. I don't really have a lot of space for all that extra stuff. So when it came to Getting Metal Storm, I ordered the standard edition, which was like, uh, you know, $40, $45, $50, somewhere around there. So uh, I'm really excited to play it. What this version is, it's not exactly the same version that we got in the original uh, U.S. release of the game. This is the Japanese version of the game with American translation. So there were some things that were cut from the uh, English version that we didn't get in the U.S. Uh, so there's a full intro screen. There's there's a full like movie that goes on uh, in front of it, and uh, on top of that, there's some some dialogue that we never got. So uh, that's what this has. This has the dialogue and all of that, and the difficulty is set at the Japanese difficulty, which is just slightly harder than the U.S. And if you've ever played the game, you know that the U.S. version is already quite difficult. So it'll be uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that that experience. Man, I just heard the birds behind me. I didn't realize this mic was picking up all of that stuff. Maybe you guys will hear it, maybe you won't. It's kind of kind of crazy. So what's strange about all of this and kind of some of the stuff that I've been involved with as far as the, the documentary and looking at why um, people like ourselves collect, uh, I've started getting into some other, other things. Um, so I been reading uh, Russell Brand's uh, book Recovery, which 
uh, is about his, uh, about the twelve step program that he went through to get clean. But there was another side of it because Russell. I don't know if you guys are, are, are kept up with Russell Brand, but he he releases YouTube videos quite often, and he's he's getting into uh, using the twelve step program for other things other than just addiction and uh, depression and sort of a, a disconnectedness to the world. Um, and I don't know if other people feel like that, but I know that it's something that I've I've definitely uh, do. I've battled with depression pretty much my whole life, especially during my uh, younger years, in my teenage years, and well into my 20s, um, without getting into uh, real in-depth stuff, because I don't want to, I'm not trying to, like, bum anybody out. Um, I have, I have struggled with, uh, depression in, in very strong forms, I'll just say it that way. And maybe one day I'll break that down a little bit and get into it. Um, but as of, as of, uh, right now, I don't have what I would say the same level of depression that I had when I was younger, but I do have a feeling of disconnection with the world. And so this book that, that uh, Russell Brand's been uh, pushing and, and that he wrote has kind of spoken to me. And one of the aspects that this book is trying to address is um, purchasing things to feel better about yourself. Um, you know, uh, the, the uh, you know, more socially acceptable world, uh, we'll call it, you know, retail therapy. Um, and I think it's, <clears throat> for me personally, I think it's turned into a bit of a crutch. Uh, uh, buying things in order to sort of fill kind of a, a missing gap. Uh, and so that is also something that I've been taking on. I've started doing meditation. It, it wasn't really planned for a New Year's kind of thing, but I did uh, do it. I started doing it a couple days before the New Year rolled in. So meditation, and I think I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try my attempt at doing these twelve steps to, um, you know, kind of figure out, um, figure out myself. But um, for me. Again, this is and this is personal. I don't expect anybody else. If you're a comic book collector, toy collector, this isn't this isn't like targeting or picking at you. This is one of those things like I think this is me looking at my video games and the things that I have and the things that I possess and the reason why I have them and and diving in deeper into something like that. So it's not um, this by no means is an attack or telling anybody like, hey, if you're a collector, you have a problem, this is what you need to go do. This is something that I'm looking at internally on me. Uh, and these are questions that have come up because of, you know, rearranging the game room, looking at all the stuff that I have, realizing that I have all these possessions, but I'm not making use of them. I'm not, I'm not playing them. Um, and uh, thinking about the invasion of space that's in, on, you know, on my wife's things and, and, um, not not really keeping up or dusting or cleaning the games and things like that that I feel like I should. Um, I'm not thinking about giving up my collection. I like my game collection. Um, but I am looking at sort of the deeper reasons behind why I have, have a collection, why I have video games like I do. And it just sort of happened that this book kind of showed up in my life. 
And, um, and like I said, it, it really spoke to me. I'm actually reading it for a second time to, to get everything down and, um, really looking into that. I think it's an interesting aspect. I don't know if that portion of it will show up in, in the documentary, um, because I'm not trying to, the thing is with the documentary, I'm not trying to put a negative light on, uh, collecting, that's not the goal, um, and I don't think this would put a negative light on it. Uh, this is just me exploring a different solution, um, and th maybe this is something that I'll, I'll talk about in the movie. I don't know, um, but these uh, these twelve steps—it's a twelve-step program, just like you would for any addiction. You know, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, drug addicts, things like that. These are these are programs that. You know, they go through to try to get themselves off of whatever their addiction is. And what Russell Brand is saying in his book is that essentially you can apply these 12 steps to a lot of aspects of your life. Um, so even if you don't have, let's say, a drug addiction, but you do buy a lot of stuff, you do have, you do have a tendency to, A, overeat, which is something I do. Uh, maybe you're addicted to nicotine. I am. Um, maybe you buy things to make yourself feel better. I do. So those are those are like three. Those are very three three very strong things that I look at at myself. And I wonder is the reason why I have the collection is because I have these sort of addictions and um, battles with depression and things like that. Um, and so that's that's what's causing me to want to explore that further. Um, but there's a, a flip side to it, a different side that I want to talk about that isn't necessarily about the bad portions of it. I just want to dig a little bit deeper behind the surface of somebody who has a collection. Um, you know, uh, somebody who collects a lot of baseball cards, do they experience that same thing? Are they, are they filling a void? Um, or are they, are they replacing memories or what is it that is exactly driving a person to collect baseball cards or comic books or, or in my case, video games or toys? Um, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to paint anything in a negative light. So that's one of the things I have to kind of maintain balance with is that I want to explore deeper into the reason why we collect, because I think I, I don't have, um, proof. I don't have... I don't have anything that says uh, people who were who grew up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s have uh, a tendency to collect more than anybody else. But I have this sort of strange feeling, and maybe it's because of the circle of friends that I have. Maybe it's because of the time frame that I grew up in, uh, or the type of nature of person that I am with these other people. That uh, most of the people that I know personally have some sort of collection of some sort, uh, whether it's movies or video games or, or toys or anything like that. There is a collection and, and it is a significant portion of their life. And a lot of people identify them by what they have, uh, by these collections that they do, you know, um, Dave from 2BT is very much known, uh, locally with a lot of people as, oh, he's that, he's the Star Wars guy. He's the local Star Wars guy. If you want to know anything about Star Wars, you want to see this massive collection, go see Dave. Um, 
And I'm the, I'm that same way with video games. I'm the retro video game guy. You want to go talk about old video games, uh, or you want to talk about the news, you know, Sega Genesis Mini release? He'll he'll talk to you. He'll talk to you for hours about it because he knows every game, and he knows that system inside and out. That's the way I am. So um, this is one of those things that I'm I am looking into. But yeah, I've read the book and I'm on I'm reading it again. And um, wanting to wanting to maybe integrate those twelve steps. Um, some of the things that I have been integrating very hard uh, is meditation. I have been meditating, uh, uh, and so after this, uh, that's the, probably the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go meditate for about fifteen minutes, and then go out with the you know f- for the rest of my day and do my stuff. Uh, so, yeah, uh, kind of odd. I think this really has turned into more of a confessional than it has anything else. Uh, I do apologize. If you were looking for hardcore video game content, uh, probably not going to happen for a little bit. But uh, I do plan on getting back into it. Uh, I, I still very much enjoy video games and and the the world that it's that surrounds it. Um, but I am I am t- trying to take a look a, a deeper look at myself. And uh, see how how all this plays in, uh, and so just trying to be a, a balanced human being, um, and maybe trying to get in touch with something a little bit more spiritual uh, and a less physical kind of thing uh, is the idea. Uh, and so uh, the thing is that puts me—I don't know if it puts me at conflict or not with the with the documentary. Uh, like I said, I don't think collecting is a negative thing, uh, but I do think there's a deeper meaning behind people's collections, and that's what I'm trying to explore. Uh, and then, for me personally, this is just my my journey of uh, trying to find my own peace in all of this. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for uh, listening. If you did, um, I know the consistency has been terrible, and hopefully this explains away a little bit of what's going on. A lot, lot of filming. A lot of filming going on, lots of stuff happening. So, uh, hopefully you guys will start seeing results. In fact, I actually want to announce this. I should announce. I should have announced this at the beginning of the podcast. Dave's extended interview is now up on YouTube. I've been trying to figure out what I should do with the release of this stuff. I've been trying to, I think I've been overthinking a lot of things, and, um, you know, I want I want people to be a part of this. So I've just released Dave's extended cut officially. Go to youtube.com slash retro reprise, and you'll see uh, something about a Star Wars collection, uh, and, and it's Dave's extended uh, cut. It's about 30 minutes long. If you are interested in anybody's collection if you're interested in in finding out more about this project that i'm doing this is out there for everybody to see everybody to check out so uh, I'm, I'm gonna I, i'm gonna start pushing that towards the beginning of the podcasts now uh go out and see that um uh give some likes give some comments because that's the way youtube works um i'm not usually someone that that pushes people to subscribe and and like and comment but uh in order to push that video i have to do those things i have to tell people to do that and i didn't do it in the video itself because i wanted the video to be its own contained 
world. Uh, I didn't want to like interrupt it at the end and be like, hey, if you like this, like, comment, subscribe. But uh, if you know anything about YouTube and YouTube's weird algorithm stuff, if there's no interaction on the video, then YouTube does nothing to push it. So if I can ask you guys to do a favor, if you're listening to this podcast, um, then please uh, take some time, watch the video. You don't have to watch the whole thing. It's 30 minutes long, man. I don't expect people to sit down for a full 30 minutes. But if you're interested in the the more of the behind the scenes about a collection why somebody collects versus just having the collection then check it out because dave was a fantastic interview i think the footage looks fantastic i think uh dave did an amazing job answering those questions and being very open about them and um there's some uh, to me there's some kind of great moments in that interview and uh i I know it's a bit long-winded it's an extended cut it was never intended to really be released to the public. This was something I was going to do for Patreon. But to be honest with you, uh, it just didn't feel right doing Patreon. Uh, maybe later on, maybe when I see that there's a little bit more interest in it, I might I might get the Patreon rolling. But uh, it's not something that I'm, I'm really dead set on doing right now. I just really want to get this made and uh, get it released to the public, and that's what's more important than trying to get the funding for it. I've pretty much gotten myself to a point where, uh, you know, unless there's, like, an extreme amount of, like, traveling expenses, there's really nothing else that I need to do. I'm going to go out and get this 50mm lens, uh, maybe some more lighting stuff down the road, but I've got a lighting kit. I've got the major amount of lenses that I think I would need. Uh, to film this, so I'm not, I don't think I'm hurting for any equipment or gear. But I want to thank you guys for joining me. Thank you so much. Uh, happy New Year. Guys, have a safe, healthy, happy, uh, and hopefully if you got any New Year's resolutions, you got some things that you're, you're going to work on. I wish you all the best. Thanks for joining me, and I will talk to you next time. Retro Reprise is hosted and produced by Adam S.L., published by NerdyLegion.com. Visit YouTube.com forward slash Retro Reprise. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Retro Reprise. For business inquiries, email the show at RetroReprisal at gmail.com.